The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 with Elevon Merchant Services. Growing your business is easy peasy with us by your side. Good morning all, this is Ryan Tuberty with you It's Thursday morning, the 28th of April uh, 2022 at 5 past 9 It is a beautiful morning in Dublin, Ireland I felt it was so beautiful I had to stop the car and pull in by the sea And Instagram, a little bit of it I can't pass anything by without thinking It's a moment, Instagram, it's not enough to have anything Everything, the beauty must be filmed The revolution must be televised But the view must also be Instagrammed That's it, it's, it's 30 seconds uh, No fuss just soundscape and landscape and seascape. Very, very beautiful out there. So if you can get out there this morning, up you get and out you go because it is gorgeous. Manuel Macron uh, continues to be president now, five more years in the bag. And uh, he was doing a little walkabout yesterday with his security detail. And a lot of the coverage today is about the fact that as he was meeting the crowd, he was up close and personal with the crowd, watched the footage this morning. Um somebody decided to fling a tomato at him. And this is not unusual. This is what happens sometimes. It could be a milkshake or rotten. They've been doing it since medieval times, have they not? And sure enough, this to- these tomatoes were thrown at him, narrowly missing the French president when they were walking. He was walking around a market in the suburbs of Paris. And the video, if you can see it later on, shows the tomatoes hitting a bystander and a blue bag following afterwards, then throwing, throwing, being thrown at him. And Macron's bodyguards immediately opened this umbrella thing. And that's what the talking point is. So here he is. <laughs> Sounds like a terrorist attack. It's not. It's tomatoes. <laughs> and Macron's shaking hands. And going, oh no, les tomates. <laughs> and the tomatoes lobbed into the poor man. But they miss him because they pull up this thing called the Kevlar device. And when you see, when you read about it first, you think, oh my God, they're calling it a James Bond-style umbrella. Um, they suddenly, projectile, it's coming, the, the tomato's on the way. And you'd swear the man was being attacked by uh, poison arrows. But no, it's a tomato. And they pull up this umbrella and you think, okay, so James Bond style, I really need to see this thing. It's a Kevlar device. It's known as the Parapactum. It can withstand attacks from with knives and dogs and all sorts of things that might be thrown at him. It costs about €10,000. When you see the footage of it, it looks like the umbrella from the hotel the president might have been staying in the night before. It is The umbrella goes up and the material in the umbrella starts to rip. You know that bit when, when the spike is coming out and the rest of the material is falling off the umbrella like it's all flimsy and you're trying to, your nerves are gone, you're walking down a street in your local town. That's what it looks like. It is the most un-James Bond-like device I have ever seen. And yet, they're saying this is it, and it protected him from the, from the tomatoes. A former president, Donald Trump, feared he would be hit with dangerous fruit by protesters. I'll say that again. Dangerous fruit. Uh, by protesters during rallies or events, saying it would be it could be lethal. Um, he said it was very dangerous, very dangerous. Um, what was dangerous? He was asked, and Trump revealed his team was warned that people were going to throw fruit, and he said, and you get hit with fruit, and it's very very violent, very violent stuff. He said, very violent stuff. We were on alert for that. A tomato is a fruit, after all, I guess. And at this point, Trump's attorney jumped in, confirming the tomato's categorization, saying. It has seeds. 
And Trump later clarified that when he told his supporters to knock out any fruit throwers, it was in jest. That was to the audience, Trump said. It was sort of said in jest, but maybe, you know, a little truth to it. But it's very dangerous stuff. You can get killed with those things. He's talking about tomatoes. Uh, On Broadway, there are two things I'd love to see around the world. I mean, we've got great theatre here, of course, in Ireland. But if I was to travel for theatre, I would love to go to the West End to see To Kill a Mockingbird, as written by Aaron Sorkin. And then I'd love to crisscross back across the Irish Sea, over the Atlantic and onto Broadway to watch Daniel Craig and Ruth Negga in Macbeth. I we, we I've spoke to both of them um, in in the last few months, and uh, both very nice people actually. And to see them, their photographs have just been released from uh, their their rehearsals and uh, everything to do with that. And it just I just think to watch them in action um, in that in my favourite Shakespeare play would be a, a thing of great beauty. It might happen. It's unlikely, but it might happen. Um, now, in other news, new guard, Journal.ie reporting new guard premises to open on O'Connell Street in Dublin to tackle antisocial behaviour, not before time. Uh, I think that, that'll be a welcome development. Uh, guard premises is set to open on O'Connell Street um, and the additional guard presence on the city centre street was announced at the Fine Gael Parliamentary Party meeting by uh, Justice Minister Helen McEntee, who told the party that the new guard premises is part of an effort to increase police presence within the city centre. Two operations, Operation Citizen, Operation Spire, which specifically target antisocial behaviour and drug dealing, will be uh, run from the new premises alongside potential victim support. So I think that that will be welcomed by uh, people who walk the street and people who work on the street, traders included, um, and people who drive buses and up the street will will, will appreciate uh, that because I've, I've said it a gazillion times before. But O'Connell Street is meant to be in Dublin and in, the, in, in Ireland. It's meant to be our Champs-Élysées. It is meant to be the street of great pride with uh, Daniel Connell at the head of it and Jim Larkin there and Parnell in there and beautiful, beautiful buildings uh, all along that street, as you know. Um, but it just needs just that little... Je ne sais quoi, to make it something a little more special. Um, so hopefully that might help matters immensely. In the United States, um, the tattoo parlours of America find themselves um, in demand largely because Ukrainians living there have turned to patriotic tattoos during the current war as a mark of, um, maybe resistance isn't the right word, but certainly as a mark of solidarity uh, the Ukrainian flag has become one of the most popular requests at uh, two t- 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 shops around the place, particularly also in uh, Ukraine. It's happening as well. The, the, the tattoo artists are that are can and are working away are saying that um, 70% of proceeds of tattoos will go to the Ukrainian army, but certainly uh, the, it's the flag that is in demand, as you can appreciate, and that doesn't come as a huge uh, surprise. Uh, the Pope, meanwhile, has been pontificating and uh, he is allowed pontificate. That's his job. That's where it comes from. So, yes, indeed, it's not pejorative. Pontificate away, il Papa, uh, who has been saying that you, uh, be kind to your mother-in-law. He's singled out mother in, mothers-in-law for attention. He says he's urged Catholics to honour the elderly and take care of family bonds, but also... Uh, he said um, he made a long digression on the mythical character of the mother-in-law and said that these mother-in-law, mother-in-law were often victims of, victim of cliches. He said, I'm not saying we see her as the devil, 
but she's always presented in a pejorative way. But the mother-in-law is the mother of your husband and the mother of your wife. And he urged daughters-in-law to take care of their relationships with their mothers-in-law, saying, they gave birth to your spouse. Uh, At least make them happy. And then he had advice for mothers-in-law themselves. He said, I tell you, be careful how you express yourselves. I'm not sure. I'm not seeing any advice to fathers-in-law there or (laughs) sons-in-law who equally have a role in their relationship. But nevertheless, that is where he's going with that. Queen Elizabeth was talking to a jazzer, a jazz musician, um, not too long ago, um, Gary Crosby being his name. And they were in chat and he was he was flabbergasted because while they were talking, the Queen said that she loves a little bit of Duke Ellington. I said, God, I was quite surprised. I find the Queen a fascinating, fascinating woman and uh, 96 years old. But she said to him, apparently, yeah, love a bit of um, uh, Duke Ellington. Um, she said, it's never going to sound the same um, when you have uh, gigs like the one he was doing. So I've got to answer now. Um, I'm, I'm, it's about it's about Duke Ellington. So it, if you can imagine, she's having her crumpet and tea and whatever the hell she has in the morning and then flicks on her CD player, maybe, and enjoys a bit of the A-Train. Why not? Gallington. It's such beautiful um, music and of course the A-Train, great tune uh, as sung. Well, I think Ella Fitzgerald does it, does it best so I'll play that later. On my own clock, um, actor and director Olivia Wilde. She is uh, somebody that you may know from what is she? She's uh, best known for directing Booksmart, which I quite liked actually, and uh, for her role as Remy 13 Hadley in the medical drama House. So you might know her. And then she was married to uh, to the Jason Sudeikis uh, of Ted Lasso, Lasso fame. And they were engaged, they had a couple of kids. That didn't work out, so they separated in 2020. And she was doing a talk at a CinemaCon conference in a theatre. And this person came up and in the middle of her talk and handed her an envelope. And she said, is this for me? Um, is it, oh, it's private and confidential. She opened the letter scanned the contents, uh, put it down, puzzled, got back to her speech and she didn't mention the the, the letter again. But it turns out the letter was uh, papers that were being served on her, legal papers, containing custody uh, documents concerning her and her children with Sudeikis, uh, which was pretty um, bizarre. And this would solely be up to the process service company involved and... The man himself, the actor, would never condone her being served in such an, uh, an inappropriate manner. Uh, but, uh, they, yeah, they, they managed to get the person serving the papers managed to get through security, put the thing in, to, handed it to her in the middle of her speech. She looked at it and went, God, but to her credit, she kept motoring through and um, got out the other side. OK, text 51551. I'm going to Macbeth on June 16th. Oh, you lucky thing, Antoinette. Uh, to see Daniel Craig and Ruth Negg as Lady Macbeth I have two tickets and I'm dragging my husband to go with me we'll happily dump him in a bar and take you instead okay let's cut a deal here I'm going to take you up on this <laughs> what day of the week is June 16th Jack because I, I, I'll make the plans I, I would actually uh, I'll talk to your husband I would, I would put a few drinks behind the bar for him we'll go and see the play and then we can chat chat, chat about it afterwards with, with him obviously uh, great great suggestion see you there 
there was a guarded street a station in O'Connell Street opposite the Gresham Hotel and the government in power at the time closed it says Pauline um, no one was to know it was a tomato though yeah I know it could have been acid sure could have Pat but um, it, was mo- it wasn't really that I was talking about it was more the, the umbrella thing that they put up which was meant to be resistant to or could resist all incoming missiles um, um, including tomato but just looked like a rotten old umbrella didn't look like a James Bond piece of work I must say um, now the, the June the 16th is a Thursday yeah, see. it's summer it's summer I've no late late show the next day this could work out Antoinette hold that thought hold that thought Gary Barlow do you know the chat show host's greatest fear when introducing Gary Barlow on the programme this is the most peculiar thing I'll admit to is that I, I think somebody put it in my head one day when they called him Barry Garlow and I said, Barry Garlow, I, I, why would you do that? And now it's in my head. And I was concerned that someday when I was going, please welcome Barry Garlow. And he'd go, all oh, right, thanks, tying rubbery or whatever in return. But Gary Barlow has a, a, a it's, it's a show, Gary Barlow, a different state. Gary's acclaimed one-man show heading to Dublin's Gay Theatres, created by Barlow and his longtime collaborator, Tim Firth. And it sees him narrating the journey of his life alongside music from his discography. And he first performed the show in Cheshire in February, since played to sold-out audience. So is he there in person telling his story through music? Oh, that sounds pretty good. And it's going to be at the Gaiety Theatre. So that's quite a small venue for somebody of his uh, repute, which makes it uh, even more intimate, I suppose. Um, So that's nice. That's a nice gig, and it gets uh, great reviews in there. And he's obviously some talent. So then, with that in mind, we should really... Uh, play and I'll take that number I always quite like this one You You're such a big star to me You're everything I want to be But just look in a hole And I want you to get out I don't know what there is to see But I know it's time for you to leave Take that, and of course that was uh, that, that wasn't Gary Barlow singing there. It was Mike Owen, but yeah, it's, every song was pretty much by Gary Barlow, was it not? Take the A Train, beautiful piece of music there. Jerry and Galway says that was the intro music played just before the Rolling Stones took to the stage in Slane in 1982, and they launched then into "Start Me Up," which is a great song. Uh, my wife and I you know, went along, saying we'll never see them again. We saw them again, Slane, 2007, with our teenage daughters. It was magic. I love that. I love that, Jerry. Uh, that you'd be able to bring your kids to them. And I, I managed on separate occasions to bring mine to, obviously, Paul McCartney. I said, girls, you need to see Mozart playing the piano. And uh, it happened. Thank goodness. And I'd go again tomorrow if I could. He's playing a lot of gigs in the United States. Gosh, wouldn't it be great if you played New York? Around the time Macbeth, I would, I would swim over and double down. Yeah, I have plenty of reasons to, to visit New York. Ironically, the film... Uh, Olivia Wilde was talking about when she got uh, the custody papers delivered was it's called Don't Worry Darling <laughs> oh no a film she directed imagine that in the middle God help her uh, not nice okay um, the, the film I went to see yesterday there not yesterday sorry, the day, the, a couple of days ago The Northman um, has gained uh, a bit of traction here because the music was so uh, striking and the singer of a scene of a song in one of the scenes is Irish and her mother texted yesterday to say, my daughter is this. And you know what? We're going we're gonna to give her a call. Oh, 
Oh, a lot of love for um, uh, our guest this morning, Eileen. Um, I'm a nurse in the matter. Miss Rogers is lovely to work with, encourages teamwork and is always really pleasant. Glad to hear that. I'm not surprised at all. She was a joy to me. Dermot uh, was on to say, wonderful interview. Um, and uh, Aileen is a wonderful role model for trainees in medicine, which is excellent. And Jim in Dublin says, my daughter says, she's not small, she's fun-sized which is fair enough. And your guest, Dr. Aileen Rogers, is a breath of fresh air and reminds me of a surgeon, Dr. Neve McCauley, who operated on me and saved my life back in August 2019 following a colon procedure in Beaumont Hospital, says Paul in Whitehall. Thank you for that. So that's uh, a lot of love and appreciation for our guest this morning. Oh, we think we have time to squeeze in this quartet. Nothing wrong with that uh, from the Beatles and uh, from me to you uh, at a couple of minutes to nine o'clock. I was in Stratford-upon-Avon, says a text, a few years ago, and I saw a fella who looked like Barry Gibb. And I said to my friend, that guy is the image of Gary Bibb. And to this day, they call him Gary Bibb. And that was 30 years ago. The poor chap's name is Stuart. So there you are. That, that is <laughs> sometimes a nickname. It just follows forever and ever and ever. The Kevlar umbrella that I spoke about yesterday that protected President Macron from the tomatoes is known as a, as a parapactum and costs about 8400 So you're looking at the guts of a grand for one of those umbrellas. Well, it looked like it was robbed from a two-star hotel in the, in the Rue Saint-Denis. Uh, uh, there about the Pigalle. Uh, and uh, it was uh, not a good umbrella. And when you see the footage of it, you'll know exactly what I mean. Um, now, remind all girls, as I did when I was teaching Ryan, uh, any one of you could be president of Ireland. Thank you, Marion Gaul. Well said. Um, what's the expression? I think it's Joe Biden's mother used to say, to, you're better than no one and no one's better than you. It's not bad. Uh, I was very skinny, says the text, and my father-in-law used to say, it's nourishment you need, not punishment. You just can't win. I think you just get to a point, though, where you just, it doesn't bother you. It's, it's, it's water of a duck's back at that point. You just go, ah, go on. Crack all the gags you want here. The, 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 the skin is thick. Elephantine. And on, and on the world marches. So look, uh, we've got to leave it there for today. Uh, Claire Burns standing by. Be sure to stay tuned to her. And we'll see you tomorrow. But talk to you at least between 9 and 10. Thanks for listening. Mind yourselves. The Ryan Tuberty Show. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player.